When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eight-year-old Johanna Steele, James Steele's daughter around these parts, 3-0 against the spread. She won us the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. The Kansas City Chiefs have been fighting for their right to party ever since, and boy, have they been partying. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Ian Fitzsimmons, you can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me, Amber Wilson, at Amber W Sports. The Kansas City Chiefs, Ian, they have been a partying. Patrick Mahomes was on SportsCenter a couple hours ago. He looked like he'd done a little bit of partying. I mean, that's what <laughs> I happens. Would him. Right. Well, it's what happens when you've won three Super Bowls. Maybe our next guest has done a little partying, too. A different kind, to say the least. Uh, we've had the privilege of getting to know uh, Alex and Kyle Whittingham, the Whittingham family, uh, for many, many years. Alex Whittingham, son of Kyle Whittingham. I think maybe now Kyle Whittingham is the father of Alex Whittingham there because you go. Alex is a three time Super Bowl champion, assistant coach. For the Kansas City Chiefs, and he returns here to ESPN Radio. And Wick, congratulations, man! Uh, th- this one just from afar looked so different from your previous two Super Bowl championships there as an assistant coach with the Chiefs. If you can, first of all, again, congratulations. But what was this particular journey like for you all? Oh well, well thank you. First of all, I really appreciate that. Um, it has been a uh, <clears throat> amazing journey. Uh, this one was different you know the the road that we had to take to get to this one obviously it was a bit more challenging we we didn't get the one seed we didn't have the buy we had to play some road playoff games which is the first time we've had to do that in, the, in a long time um and so it, it was more challenging but i think that helped us in the end i think it kind of helped us be battle tested going into this last game and and being able to play and, and do well against those quarterbacks you know Tua and Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson playing well against those guys gave us confidence and, and experience that, that we needed to be able to go into this big game and, and do the things that we did. They all feel great, I would imagine, Alex. Does this one feel the best, though, because of the adversity, or is it still the first one that feels the best? Um, It's hard to say. It's kind of like <laughs> trying to pick a favorite kid, like which Super Bowl is your favorite. Um <laughs> I would say th- this one has been great just because, you know, it's the most recent one, obviously, but the challenges that we had to overcome do kind of add a little something special to it. And the regular season didn't go, you know, perfectly the way we wanted it to. We dropped some games here and there that we really felt like we shouldn't have. And th- there are some aspects to this season that do kind of set it apart um, from stuff that we've gone through in the past. And so, yeah, like it's the best one because it's the most recent, but also there there is some of those other elements that, that do make it extra special. You're right. Three-time Super Bowl champion, assistant coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, Alex Whittingham, joining us here on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. And, you know, I don't think that your side of the ball has gotten enough credit for what you were all able to do, not just last night, but all throughout the entire year. If you can – just take us behind the scenes. What's it like working under Spags, learning under him, and then working with this young core of just 
ball dog warriors, or as your dad would say, you know, these relentless, nasty, you know, ball hawks <laughs> that they have out there. That's what they're saying at Utah. If you can, just take us behind the scenes. What 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 is this particular group like? It's really a special group. Um, and I would just say, you know, working for Spags, it's been a, a great learning experience seeing the way he operates and how detailed he is and how he leads a, a group of men and, and gets everyone together and gets everyone on the same page. And you can see this year that things just really started to come together for us. We had guys in the right spots that were just performing at such high levels. And, and Coach Spags was getting these blitz packages ready for us that were, were just hitting uh, so consistently. And, and we had guys out on the field that were executing at a high level and, it's just, you know, the combination of the the scheme and, and figuring out how, how do we get the best guys on the field and how do we get those guys doing what they do best out there. And I think we kind of got a rhythm doing that this year. And, uh, I mean, the results showed on the field. We, we were able to play at a high level pretty consistently throughout the year. And, and that was, you know, we <laughs> kind of owed the offense a favor because they've carried us in the past so many times. and. And, you know, just being able to play complimentary football, you know, as a team this year, um, it was fun to watch. It was special. Well, you guys carried them this season. Uh, certainly the defensive side of the ball there for the Chiefs is the reason that the Chiefs got to a Super Bowl. And I would argue, frankly, the reason that they won a Super Bowl. Alex Whittingham, Chiefs defensive assistant coach, three-time now Super Bowl champ, joining us here on Amber and Ian. Uh, in large part, also, Alex, because you have an all-time generational talent in Chris Jones. Can you talk about his impact? I mean, you could argue that Chris Jones won you the game last night. Chris had a great game, and, and like, the stats won't really show. I, I don't know even know if he had a sack or, or what he had, but his impact is felt, you know, just consistently throughout the game. Um, we're always looking on third downs, you know, how, how much attention are these offensive lines and, and their protections, how much our attention are they giving you, Chris? And, and we try to, you know, scheme our pressures to either go to his side or away from him. We, we try to use that attention that they're giving him to our advantage. And, you know, sometimes at the end of the game, he won't always have two or three sacks in the game, but him influencing and drawing some protection to his side, allowing us to get some open free runners on the other side, uh, that's stuff that doesn't always show up in the stat sheet, but you're right. Like his impact is felt uh, in a lot of different ways and not just in the numbers. What was your reaction or your the emotion you felt on the sideline when you saw him come free on third and four, third and goal from the four in overtime? Yeah, that so that was a uh, that was a spag special right there. <laughs> One of his his zero blitzes that he he uh, drew up over the the Super Bowl prep and and it's something that we hadn't really showed before. And, and based on what they had been doing throughout the game, we we had a feeling that. You know so that was going to open up at that particular time, and and uh, and it did. And, and seeing Chris beat his guy so fast and get right on the quarterback, I mean that was that was one of those stops near the end of the game where it, it was critical that we either held him to a field goal or held him to no points. And and uh, being able to to get that play from him right there at the end, uh, that was huge. That that was one of the plays that 
that saved the game for us. Yep. Yeah, certainly saved the game. Uh, that's definitely the play I was referencing when I said Chris Jones. You could argue he's the one who <laughs> okay. won the Super Bowl last night. Alex Whittingham, Chiefs defenses, a defensive assistant coach, three-time Super Bowl champ, joining us here on Amber and Ian. Alex, a lot has been made about the new overtime rules for the playoffs because last night is the first time we saw it since we didn't get another overtime game in the postseason. The 49ers obviously made the decision that they made, and so now people today are kind of talking about when do teams start coaching up their players on how to make those decisions? Can you kind of tell me from the internal workings there with Kansas City? Because Chris Jones had said you guys started working on that maybe as far back as training camp. When did you guys start paying attention to this new postseason overtime rule? Chris was actually spot on with that. Um, we did back in training camp. You know, we have a, a, a crew of, stats guys, Mike Frazier and, and Mark Richards, these guys that are behind the scenes. No one ever really sees what they do, but they give us these presentations on, on rule changes and, and rule rules that, you know, officials are going to be emphasizing throughout the year and <clears throat> the overtime rules. That was something that we, we did hit way back in training camp. And, and it was throughout the year, we'd work situations that kind of prepare, prepare the guys uh, for being in a situation like that in practice and then once we got to the playoffs, it was reiterated again, you know, as we got into that first round, say, hey, rules change a little bit here and now in the playoffs and over time, and they, and they fed us those rules. And then, <clears throat> again, once we won the AFC Championship and we're getting ready for the Super Bowl throughout the week, it was, it was, <laughs> it was almost getting to the point where it was, like, repetitive, like, okay, we get it. <laughs> These are the rules. But it was good because, I mean, you saw we had our strategy ready, and, and we knew – the whole team knew, not just certain guys, but the whole team knew what the operation was going to be uh, at any point in the game based on what we faced. And, and I mean, gosh, obviously that was that was invaluable information for us to have. And, and uh, good job by everyone involved just getting the team ready for that. That is an unbelievable attention to detail. Uh, that, that is a remarkable story. Alex, you're a three-time Super Bowl champion going for a three-peat. Congratulations. We could not be happier for you and your family. Thank you so much for the time here on ESPN Radio just the night after the Super Bowl. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, guys, so much. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. Alex Whittingham. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm telling you, he went from being Kyle's son to now Kyle Whittingham, Alex's yep. dad, when he's got now not yep. one, not two, but three but rings. three rings. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian, Ian is going to tell you about his worst beats from last night's Super Bowl, and he's not the only one. That's next year on ESPN Ooh. Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm going with the 49ers. I know everybody thinks I'm a Brock Purdy hater. I'm going with the 49ers. They're the better team. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! And this is my second game as a head coach. I think when you go against guys like Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes, you better never feel comfortable with the lead. That's why whether you have a lead or you're down points, those guys are always in it. Courtesy of KNBR. Why'd you have to do Canty dirty like that, James? Is that you just holding no, grudges? No. I didn't. That is not me. I don't know where that production came from. That was not created by the one and only Renee Canales. Oh, Gotta make sure okay. that we uh, spot him out there. <laughs> All right. All right. Shout out to Renee. I thought James was just going rogue all of a sudden and just pulling whoever picked the 49ers, just pulling sound bites to try to embarrass them today. As the Definitely wouldn't put it past him. You know, 3-0-Joe over here. How did did all that work out for Canty, huh? Betting against Patrick Mahomes, how did it work out for him, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, does, it hasn't worked out well for a lot of people betting against Patrick Mahomes and hasn't worked out well for a lot of people betting generally coming off of this game, Ian, because there were some bad beats happening. Yeah, Rachel, we might need to get you on the ones and twos, a little flow for this one, a little music, because it, 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 overtime had Vegas exchanging a whole lot of cash. And I do mean ate a lot of money. Because, for instance, let's, let's go to my focus group of one. And phone lines are open, by the way, at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Did overtime help you win money or cost you money? And on which wager? Because, Amber, I had Christian McCaffrey over 19 and a half carries. I'm not getting that in, in regulation. Right. It happened in overtime. I also had Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half carries. I'm not getting that unless it goes to overtime. overtime. I had over Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. I'm not getting that unless it goes to overtime. Now, those are winners on my side. I was hoping I also had over four and a half sacks. When it went to OT, I thought I might get it. We did not get that one. And I did not have the over-under on Brock Purdy rushing yards. This is the ultimate gambling gap or wagering woe or as our man SVP would say bad beat it doesn't get much worse than this Barack Purdy at the end of regulation over under depending on when you got it it opened at 11 and a half closed at 12 and a half rushing yards he's at 13 he takes the knee that go at a loss of a yard and it sits at 12 if you got it late at 12 and a half, it doesn't get much worse than that. But then you had overtime, which gave you hope, and he still didn't get it. So OT was insane when it comes to the amount of money that did or did not change hands for you or against you. And then the total. I had the under last night, 47 and a half, bought it up to 48. I got it early. It actually came down to 47 on ESPN bet. So the entire game, you are sitting there going, oh, I got this thing won. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's a stone cold lock. I mean, it doesn't get any easier than the under in this game. And then overtime happens. And I am sweating because – 
the moment that the Niners got all the way down inside the red zone, and then it's third and goal from the four, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh. One, you got to run the ball. This is four-down territory. You, you can't give the ball back to Mahomes with only a field goal on the board. you you, you got to go for six here. And then if that happens, you know Mahomes is leading him back down. It's going over. I got no – I have no chance, no shot, zero whatsoever. What happens? For some reason, and I still can't believe this one, Kyle Shanahan decides to throw it. We just talked to Alex Whittingham, uh, assistant coach on the defensive side for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris, Chris Jones gets free on a remarkable design and a bad kick out by the right tackle for the Niners. He Who I think gone was a backup. In. Yeah, he was. He was a backup in that Should have gone in instead of out, but he leaned out. Next thing you know, Chris Jones comes in. They have to kick the field goal, and the total hits on 47. So I can't – that's just off the top of my head of my personal, you know, wins and losses. But, I mean, there were some wild moments when it came to whether you did or did not cash a ticket last night. It was insane. If you want to chime in with your worst beats, triple <laughs> or good ones, ESPN, or, good, or ones. good ones. There you go. It doesn't just have to be a therapy session. Uh, 888-729-3776. I'm just upset because I'm not a betting woman. And so I didn't put any money on any of this. However, I did say on Friday's show that we were due for an overtime. And Zazlo thought I was crazy. You drilled it. And I said, hasn't happened to the postseason yet. And I said we were due for it. And that was like some insane. I would have won so much money. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why? 11 to 1. I know. Like, uh, why? $10 I bet gets you 110 bucks. 100 bucks gets you 11 hundo. You know, by the way, Vegas took a big hit on that one because that's one of those – a blocked extra point happened last night. That's another massive hit. Like, I think that was like 18 to 1 or 20 to 1. So, Vegas, if that those things happen – like, do you, you remember when the Broncos – with Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, the very first play was a safety. People put like twenty five bucks on that thing, right, just to see it take, take a flyer. That, 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 those odds are like two fifty to one. Mm-hmm. And if it ever happens, Vegas gets rocked, wrecked, yeah. And they got rocked last night with that thing going to OT. You put a hundred bucks on that, bam, there you go. Dinner's on Amber. I had uh, I had uh, six and two in the squares that I was in. And it ended up twenty five to twenty two. I was I was hoping they'd have to kick the extra point, but game's over, coach. <laughs> I know. Game, so, game, the game is over. So, Here, so I lost the, out on that one. I, I also the the Brock Purdy thing hit me too, because I had a I had a little parlay. I had a McCaffrey anytime, Mahomes over two hundred fifty yards, winner, uh, Kelsey over seventy, winner, Debo under sixteen and a half rushing winner. yards, winner, Brock Purdy over twelve and a half rushing no! yards. No, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. So the Brock Purdy thing hit me, yeah. What were the odds on that, man? That had to be like 10 bucks to win like 400. No, it was like 10 to win like 130, I think it was. Uh, All of those? Yeah, yeah, they were were pretty pretty reasonable. Yeah, they were pretty reasonable. But um, I had looked looked like in the fourth quarter at some point, like midway through, and Mahomes had like 237 yards passing, and Kelsey had like 53 yards uh, receiving. And I'm like, well, they're going to get the ball back. So that I feel pretty good about Mahomes and I feel pretty good about Kelsey. And I had, I had the Purdy. Purdy was over rushing yards. And I'm like, I think, I think I'm going to probably, I, I have a good chance of hitting this. And then 
Kelsey had that long catch and run. He cost you a five. Kelsey leg had that parlay. long catch and run. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I and feel then so badly for you right now, I didn't dude. realize. I thought I hit it. I'm like, oh, cool, man. That's really neat. We're going in overtime. At least I had won, won a little bit of money. Uh, I did have got a new pair of shoes. Life is good. I, I did have uh, Miko Hardman anytime touchdown though. So. Oh, that's a, nice. It, that doesn't happen without the overtime. Overtime. So, yeah. I mean, by the way, my wife had the over on Reba McIntyre on the national anthem. Ninety seconds. That second brave note in the home of the brave. Hey, Abe. Mm-hmm. Send it over, baby. There I mean, send it over. And she had tails. So. Uh, she she got the night started right. Now then, then the kids were all into it. I mean, next you know, Mama's winning money. Can I place a bet? No, kids, you're out. No, not happening. Right? <laughs> not I mean, yet. but I'm telling you, I, I have I cannot remember any game that the amount of money that changed hands because of a game went to overtime, like last night in the Super Bowl. And it just happened to be the biggest game of the year. This whole betting thing sounds fun. Maybe I should look into it. <laughs> A whole new way to watch. Come to the dark side, young lady. ESPN Bet is not legal down here in Florida. Uh, We only have one app that we are allowed to use, uh, owned by Hard Rock. If ESPN Bet ever becomes legal, though, in Florida, uh, I'm getting into this whole thing. That's a promise. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, where does Andy Reid rank among the all-time greatest head coaches? We'll tell you about it next here on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons here with you at Ian Fitz ESPN is how you find him at Amber W Sports is how you find me. Let's bring in some help with all things Super Bowl. Rashad Jennings, former NFL running back, kind enough to join us. And Rashad, thanks for your time. If I recall, Rashad, the last time I had you on, I was starting to ask you a question about Bill Belichick. And I think I referred to him as the greatest coach of all time. And you stopped me in your answer and you said, Andy Reid is still around. So now, after another Super Bowl for Andy Reid, where does he rank as an all-time head coach? Uh, he's, He's definitely number one. Um, I think it's an easy um, call prior to the Super Bowl. See, I don't di- see, we have to figure out, and, and this is the thing. We don't all, all of us, myself included, we don't all, uh, I would say, determine what greatness is, best of all time, goats. We don't all measure it on the same scale. Some measure it with wins. Some measure it with uh, development. Some measure it with, uh, greatest players in other positions as well. So we, it's easy because we see. You've seen it. I've seen it. What Belichick has done. 
with what they call the GOAT quarterback at Tom Brady. Great. You see and I see what he did when he wasn't there. Um, you and I both have seen Peyton Manning and what he's done, regardless of who his head coach is, he's taken four different head coaches to the Super Bowl one too. Um, when you look at when you look at Andy Reid, he develops players. Um, look at the player. Travis Kelsey wasn't killing the game when he came in uh, in college like that. It was um, where did he come from? Um, we could go down a laundry list of players that I've seen. We've seen Andy Reid develop and play with and systems and hit the way he's moved his system and shifted his systems to fit the players. And um, when you take a guy like Kyle Shanahan, he has a system. He find, he finds players to fit it. Andy Reid fits whatever is in front of him. Um, he can shift. He can move. He obviously has the Super Bowls and hardware now to patent his stat. But I mean, I just look at what he's done from a body of work with the players. Uh, that he's had, and he doesn't necessarily have a system. He's a coach. Yeah, and he look, people forget what he did in Philadelphia. I mean, he, he took that team also to a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, before Mahomes, he and Alex Smith were going to Super Bowls as his quarterback. So when you think about all of that and what he's accomplished, as a former player and you played the game at the highest level, I mean, how, how do you try and sum up what it would be like to play for a guy like that who adapts his game for your game? Love it. You love it. See, here's the thing. Here's, this is just the honest truth. Um, and we all know this uh, to be true in our own personal – in our professions that we are in today. Um, we all know that people in high positions, not necessarily always the brightest, um, but they've earned that position respectfully, and they've earned that spot. Some are bright, some aren't. Either way, the people that are making the decisions always are not the best decision makers. So not every head coach is the best decision maker. He just earned the spot. Um, it's, it's really nice when you see one of the best decision makers in the most powerful position. And that's what happens when you have an Andy Reid. Now, um, <clears throat> that's just the truth. And we're seeing it play out where you find the right person in the right position. Um, and he has control and combination uh, of putting other people surrounding him in a, in a uh, Spagnolia. I mean, uh, yeah, Spags. I think he's the defensive coordinator is not going to get the credit he deserves taking a team um, Amen. who is young. Yep. Huh? Amen. Come on, preach. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, he's, yes. Yeah, he's, I mean, obviously, you know, that's just what happens when you're an outstanding fullback and but you have a superior running back, you know you're not going to get the attention. And so Spags understands that, but he'd rather have the championship in the rings and his paycheck patent than having some social media likes. And so um, shout-out to Spags. I played with him when I was in New York. We went 11-5. and five. McAdoo was the head coach. Spags was the defensive coordinator. He had that defense rampant, and we were subpar. And so now – uh, Spags already showed me firsthand what he can do with a defense and what he could do to a team when we were not efficient as we could have been on the offensive side of the ball. So now that he's playing with an Andy Reid mindset, a Travis Kelsey that played quarterback, people must understand when he's running a route. Travis Kelsey is running a route knowing what the quarterback is looking at. That's why they're he runs unorthodox routes. There are so many times if you rewind to take Patrick Mahomes, I mean, excuse me, Travis Kelsey is in a spot he shouldn't be per what the card says. It's because he played quarterback and Patrick Mahomes on the same page. They are actually playing they are playing football uh live versus running plays. It's really unfair. 
(laughs) (laughs) Certainly unfair for everybody else in the league. Former NFL running back Rashad Jennings joining us here on Amber and Ian. So Rashad, we got our first NFL game under the new postseason overtime rules, but a couple of the players on the 49ers said after the game that they didn't, in fact, know the overtime rules. What do you make of that? Um, I love the new rules. Um, I think they should have should have and could have done a better job of alerting the players of the new rules. I mean, there's so many things you're trying to get ready for in the Super Bowl. You're not even expecting a new rule. So I think that's top to bottom. I don't know. From uh, from the head league down, I don't know if the referees are supposed to come by the offices or the players or the coaches, and I don't know how that information is supposed to be spread down. But it should have a uh, player shouldn't go in unaware. However, I will kind of uh, pat myself on the back a little bit. In 2018, um, I went on a Rich Eisen show and we discussed um, Tom. Remember when Tom Brady played against uh, Patrick Mahomes before, and it pretty much was go whoever scores first wins. And I personally felt like when you first come out, you flip the coin. One team gets the ball first half, second team – I mean, so the other team gets the ball in the second half. You play. Now, when it comes to overtime, the rule has always been whoever gets the ball – whoever scores the touchdown first wins. I hate that rule. 2018, I complained about it. I said if I was to change any rule, it would be overtime rules. And the reason why is because it really goes to whoever has the ball first. And I don't like that. I want to see people fight through and get an opportunity to win because here's why. If you score a touchdown, game over, right? But what if they line up to kick the extra point and somebody blocks it? Now the other team should get an opportunity to score. I do not understand why people don't play fully. And so I'm happy to see the new rule change. I think it played a big dividend, and it's a, very, it's a shame that um, the 49ers didn't play it to their advantage. Uh, maybe because it was their first time, but if I'm the head coach of the 49ers, I'm deferring. And the reason why I'm deferring, ladies and gentlemen, is because I want Kansas City to have the ball first. Why? Because now they only got three downs. Now, so because they know the situation, that they at least got to get in field goal, you giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes when knowing he has four downs, they're not going to punt. So you never give Patrick Mahomes four downs. Give them the ball first so on third down they're tempted to punt it or tempted to kick the field goal. You don't give Patrick Mahomes four downs with that kind of pressure because we've already seen Patrick Mahomes has proven with a heart rate monitor on him, his heart rate goes skyrocket when he's on the sideline watching. When he gets on the field, his heart rate drops. Why would you have the most calm, cool, collective, highest-paid quarterback of all time have the ball with four downs to go win a football game? not wise by the way i'm not deferring i'm i'm emphatic to the ref i'm kicking i'm not deferring i am i am kicking the stinking ball got it good there we go which way do you guys want to receive exactly what i meant i know you did i know i know hey you meant we're running out of time you mentioned mahomes there if you can as again as a guy who played in the league a long time how, how do you how do you sum up what you watch when you see 15 go out there for kansas city I see backyard football. I see somebody who literally is playing backyard football how it's supposed to be played. And he's, he's earned the ability to do that. And also he has a coach that allows him the ability to do that. Um, a lot of these guys could play at a high level, but they have to fit with inside of the system. They're not comfortable to make mistakes outside of the system. There are so many players that rather um, fail 
doing what asked to do rather than taking a leap for success on their own. And because it's a, hey, you, you get paid to do what I ask you to do. Well, they have a different relationship over there at Kansas City. Hey, we pay you, but look, if you see an opportunity to win the game, go win it. And Patrick Mahomes plays backyard football. He sees the game. He's always – he's like an AI. He's constantly retrieving information only to use it against you very shortly. And um, I, he's an outstanding quarterback. I, I've said I, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Um, alongside, and that's putting in the conversation with Tom Brady. I get it. I get it, everyone. But as far as pound for pound, what he's done in the first six, seven years versus what any other quarterback's done in the first six, seven years of their career, it's not comparable. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, now do it until 45. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if he can. Former NFL running back Rashad Jennings. Thanks, Rashad. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's our pleasure, yeah. man. That's yeah. – <laughs> That is going to be the comparison, though, is like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, Patrick Mahomes has done all this by 28, and everyone's going to make that comparison. At some point, it is going to be the longevity game, because there's two things that Brady will have. The first, Patrick Mahomes can never erase, which is they actually did play each other head-to-head. You know, we always have to have the hypothetical. What would have happened if Michael Jordan and LeBron won up against each other? Well, we know what happened with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Tom Brady won. Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. That is never going away. So that's one. Tom Brady will always have that. And then number two is the longevity thing. Tom Brady did it until he was 45 years old. Can Patrick Mahomes do that as well? Are you you trying to draw me off sides of the whole Tom Brady did beat Patrick Mahomes? Are you really trying to do that? Oh, because you hate the whole – you know, wasn't playing defense. Was Mahomes playing safety? But when we're comparing quarterbacks, it's as close as we can come. It's just true. It's as close as we can come. Fingernails on a chalkboard to me because that Mahomes offensive line, they lost three starters going into that Super Bowl against the Bucs. And Bruce Arians is a dear friend. I was so happy that, that he got that chip. But Mahomes wasn't playing Brady, and Brady wasn't playing Mahomes. If Jordan were to play LeBron, they actually would be playing against one another. Right, although they have a very different game as well. No doubt. really, they wouldn't necessarily be guarding each other. Coming up next year. You never know on switches. On Amber and Yeah, a little different in basketball. (laughs) A little bit more plausible in basketball than the football hypo. But we compare quarterbacks, and we did see those quarterbacks played together in the same era is what I'm saying. And we know which one got the better of the other one coming up next here. The waste management tournament was wild this weekend. We will talk about it next. By the way, it is the waste management open. It's a tournament on my screen. I blame James Steele for that. I know golf. Thanks ESPN radio. (laughs) Sing it Ian. If you think no, I know, so I don't even know the chorus in this one. That was the chorus. Do you know who this is? I'm guessing Taylor Swift. Good guess. I'm here right for now, you. it's probably safe. Just like any female singing, just go T Swift, and there's a decent shot, anyways, so that you're going to get it right right now. My, if um, my oldest daughter, who's driving back uh, from her soccer game right now, Rowan. Uh, finally, clear concussion protocol back in the net between the hey. pipes on uh, on Saturday. Got a shutout. Air mail to go uh, a uh, penalty kick, though. Well, they have her taking penalty kicks. So I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> if she's driving back right now, Dad she's shaking her, her head, up right now on the radio. Going, 
Dad, you are embarrassing the ball club again when it comes to pop culture mm-hmm. and music. I'm that guy, Amber, before we get into drunken disorderly uh, at, the, at the Waste Management. I, uh, I'm that guy that can name a song and sing the actual song if I've heard it enough, but I could not tell you probably seven out of ten artists that actually sing the song that I know the words to. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I don't, I'm terrible with artists. I mean, oh, you made me feel better. As you Thank guys you. know. In your yeah, defense, no, I'm, I'm terrible that's, with that's OG Taylor Swift. So it that's is. not what she sounds like anymore. So it is okay. No. I feel like I'll give you a pass. That is the old Taylor Swift. That is the Taylor Swift that I am not a, a huge fan of. I don't. I don't want Swifties to come after. I know. I know. Okay. All right. Hey, I, I just said no. something. I love OG Taylor. I know. I know. OG Taylor is not for me. Now I'm not saying she's bad. OG Taylor just sounds very, very young. So as a grown-ass woman in my 40s, I just had no time for OG Taylor because. It, it that wasn't music for me. That was music for teenage girls, and I was not a teenage girl. For I me. was a woman. It Sounds was for me. like a lot of excuses there. Well, you were a teenage girl. Really probably, backtracking right? there. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> the math works. You I was not a teenage girl. From? Amber so. is crawfishing. Like I mean, I do mean crawfishing. And, and what, what do crawfish do when they're scared? Walk backwards. They back the hell up. <laughs> well, I'm sca- I am scared of the Swifties, that's for sure. But that's reality. I will say, so this latest album, I've never been a big Taylor Swift. I don't have a problem what with What are you doing? Wrong, but I've never Stop been a big it. Taylor Swift fan. This last album that she came out with, that one album of the year, this last album, that was like grown woman music. I was like, okay, all right, T. Like we broke, we grew, we done grew up. Like I get it. You know, you're, you're a woman now. It just, it just she was playing to a different crowd. Can we take like, the shovel out of her hand. Yeah. Last, last yeah, album, help her out here. I like grown Taylor. Swift. So too, you drunk and disorderly, alcohol. I mean, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of people who aren't necessarily grown, uh, let's talk about this waste management open because Ian Fitzsimmons <laughs> discovered social media this weekend for the first time ever, and he discovered on Twitter there's a lot of content to be had. Look, I, I'm Twitter is an evil space, and and I, I, I try and stay away from it. I quit Facebook years ago. Uh, if I if I were if I could quit Twitter, I would. But obviously, you know, we have to promote stuff and whatnot. So you know, I'm 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 still on there. And, and like, I'm, when I'm at a game, I'll I'll tweet out videos and and, and take you backstage, you know, back behind the scenes and into the locker rooms and you know and all that kind of stuff. Now I'm you're trying for- to sell it on the back end. After no, you said no. Work. What I'm saying is there is a good there is a there is some good stuff out there. And what I saw from the Waste Management Open out in Scottsdale, Arizona, was phenomenal content. <laughs> I mean, I was I, I was I, I don't think I put my phone down for a good forty five minutes to an hour on Saturday because it was raining here. It was cold. It was raining in Dallas. I couldn't get out and do any yard work or whatever. So it was like, all right, I have an excuse to sit at my fat butt on the couch and truly enjoy this to the point where. We, 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 we put it on the TV, you know, I mean, and, and my wife and I were just crying laughing because my wife used to work for Jack Nicholas at the Memorial Tournament when we lived in Columbus, Ohio. And there were some moments that that place got medieval also, but it, it that is like JV, this, that is junior varsity compared to the Waste Management Open. When I saw the guy sitting at his bar stool. Mm-hmm. Be delicate with your words. He's just sitting there and relieving himself <laughs> there right there go. underneath the bar stool with a beer in his hand. 
Like, the hell with it. I'm not getting up. He's halfway passed out. In fairness uh, to him, bathrooms are few and far between at the Waste Management he, Open. I have he, been there. He just let it rip. access. Let it's it rain difficult. right there on the concourse. Yeah. I mean, right underneath this. Uh, and then the really, really overweight guy, shirtless, with mm-hmm. plumber's butt, coming down the mudslide because it had yeah. rained, right? So you're seeing plumber. He obviously needed duct tape to hold the britches up. I mean... And then he gets up, slams two beers. The crowd's going crazy. This dude hadn't seen his feet without a mirror for years. I mean, it was, I'm like, okay, this is a really big elite PGA Tour event. And it looked medieval. And those are just two examples of about 50 that I took in in about an hour stretch via Twitter. And I enjoyed every bit of it. I went to the Waste Management Open last year, which was during oh, the baby. Super Bowl week in Arizona in Scottsdale. It was the most fun event I have ever been to in my entire life. And that's saying a lot because I've been to a lot of really, really fun events. It was so ridiculously fun. Now, given I had VIP, <laughs> VIP access everywhere, which is the only way to do it. And I also went with what's called the Thunderbirds, who are the people who actually put on the Waste Management Open. It's like a society of men that you join. You put on the WMO. It's like a big deal if you're a Thunderbird. And we were with a wife of a Thunderbird. So we got all this insane access. We ended up backstage at Chainsmokers. We ended up in places that only the highest level tickets get into, I guess. You weren't with Big Boy with Plumber's Butt. I was not with Big Boy with Plumber's Butt. But in between VIP Tent 1 and VIP Tent 2 and VIP Tent 10,000 that I was like running around to all day so I cool. saw guy with plumber's butt I saw plenty of, <laughs> of, of, of people relieving themselves right there I saw all of that there was all of the debauchery that you're walking through as you're going to like your next fancy VIP event had, it was so freaking fun alcohol there was, sales there was DJ spinning I ended up at some party it was there was a DJ spinning it was during it was during the open like there was golf going on I had no idea there was golf going on they had a at guy the, at the on, on the Saturday. With thousands of people. It's insane. They had a guy on Saturday on 18, shirtless, dive into a, a sand trap. Yeah, make a snow and angel. do a snow angel and jump out and in security. I'm like, dude, you know you're going to jail, you moron. Obviously. I mean, they again, they tur- started turning away patrons. They had a problem. I think completely I think the shut weather. down alcohol sales. I think the weather delay did not help. I think that's why this year got out of hand because I think people were just drinking because of the weather delay. So I think maybe that differentiated it uh, from other years. It's always debauchery, but I will say it was so, so fun. And golfers need to stop yelling (laughs) at fans. Like that is fun. It's a fun environment. Golf wants more fans, right? The PGA wants to compete with live and all. They want all this money. They want these purses to be bigger. That money has to come from somewhere. Maybe it should come from all the fans that you're bringing into your sport. If you liven it up a little bit and loosen up a little bit. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 